0: Welcome to Every Month Madness, the show that knows any month is a great month to take your favorite pop culture and pit it against itself in NCAA tournament bracket style until only one thing is left standing. I'm Joe Costal, and this month, it's a world of laughter, a world of cheer. Only one will win, and for the rest, there'll be tears. There's so much we can share when we welcome an ex-Disney cast member and a current Disney bounding mom, to decide which current Walt Disney World attraction is the best. This month, Disney rides go up against each other on Every Month Madness. I'm Joe Costal. I'll be your host. Let's tip it off, baby! The Walt Disney World Resort in Orlando, Florida, whereas Disneyland was such a crapshoot, it was actually monikered Walt's Folly. This park particularly was called Walt's Dream. Walt thought of everything, learned from all of his, of his mistakes, and though he never lived long enough to even see ground broken, let alone the park built, it was an immediate and consummate and meteoric meteoric success. Um, it opened on October 1st, 1971, which yes, you've done your math right, would make this October, 2021, the 50th anniversary. And even in COVID, And even with 25% capacity, and even with a level of unprecedented layoffs, the park has been unbelievably successful. The Walt Disney Organization is worth $195.3 billion. Um, Walt Disney World Resort is always among America's top uh, vacation and tourist destinations. It sees uh, 40 million attendees a year which in case you're wondering, if everyone who went to Walt Disney World in a year all decided to move to a country, the population of that country would be greater than South Korea, than Canada, than Spain. Um, And just to give you a sense of just how unbelievably successful this is, there were 400,000 visitors to the resort in 1971. There are 48 million visitors on, on average, and it's it's hard this year because you can't count this year because of COVID. 48 million people attend the park on average over the last five years, really since 2015. There were 5,000 cast members in 1971. There are over 43,000 people working in the Walt Disney World Resort every day. And according to Orlando.com, the park brings in 20 to $30 million a day. That's a lot of money. So really, this is more than a theme park, right? This is a cultural institution. This is a touchstone of Americana. But what if you love it so much, you go off and run off and work there? In a way, Walt Disney World is kind of like the modern day circus, right? You can run off and run away and join the magic, which is exactly what our first guest host did, how many years ago?
1: 2010, I started.
0: Okay. Jennifer Costell, besides being married to the most handsome man in podcasting, <laughs> is currently a sixth grade teacher, but has come to that career only after a what you thought was a budding career with the Walt Disney World organization, right? Did you think you would stay there?
1: Yeah, I wasn't sure. I actually started in the Disney College program, um, and then I wasn't sure if I was ever going to go back to school because I thought I kind of found my... My home away from home, um, and yeah, I ended up staying there for about eight years.
0: Okay, so tell everybody what your lineage was, because not only do we have an ex cast member for a guest, <laughs> but we have an ex fairy godmother as a guest.
1: Fairy godmother in training.
0: Okay, um, what does I that mean?
1: Started at um, in Animal Kingdom, and it's tough to be a bug in the Lion King show. And then slowly made my way to the Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique where I transformed um, little princesses, um, little girls into princesses. And I was fairy godmother in training where I spent all my days in the castle, um, making that magic and spreading that pixie dust there.
0: What else did you do?
1: Um, when I went back to school, <laughs> I um, also changed that and I was a bartender and server um, at a couple of the different bars um, down at the resort. So Jelly, Jelly Rolls and Cafe Rick's, or Rick's Lounge.
0: So you were living a very Disney life. Yes. And, and what does that do, Jen? Does, does being a cast member accentuate the magic or does being a cast member ruin the magic?
1: You know, I, I would say at first we definitely, I mean, I loved being able to spend every day off. Um, going into the parks and exploring different things that, you know, I only went a couple times as a kid. And so there were so many, there are so many details that the Walt Disney world company really gives to their guests. And it was cool because, you know, you got to experience that whenever you want it. Um, but as those years progressed and as I've realized that my life, I wanted to do different things. I definitely, um when I clocked in, I was able to give that magic and I slowly learned when people would come and visit that I was very happy to only go for a short amount of time.
0: People get crazy about being at Disney World, don't they? Yes. Like, give us a really good story of someone being nuts about Disney.
1: Well, I, I don't even know if it's as much as being nuts of then, like, there's just so many things. When I first started working actually there, you know, Believe it or not, the internet was not as big in 2010. And I remember even just the guests that would come in and would talk and how much they would save, like, you know, multiple months worth of mortgage payments to go for this yeah. one trip. And so it was really cool that I had such a unique experience, especially at the Bibi Bobby Boutique, that It wasn't just that I, you know, got to see a family real quick, checking them into their, you know, attraction or their hotel room. It was, you know, you spent 30 to 45 minutes with a family and really got to know them. And I think those little relationships that I built, believe it or not, year after year with some of these families was probably the coolest part. So I don't know if nuts as much as like, you know, You would never know how many times people asked for the three o'clock parade, what time that was, Um, (laughs) but yeah.
0: And you're not allowed to be sarcastic, right?
1: I mean, I got a little sarcastic. I was a fairy godmother in training. I was like 250 years old, so I could be a little sassy with them. Yeah, that's Mm -hmm.
0: old. Um, And I don't know if you know, but the internet is a big thing now. And so (laughs) there there are lots of interesting ways to immerse yourself in that Disney culture. And our next guest host this month is actually involved in one of these, um, I don't even know if you'd call it a hobby, Kate, or what, but I want to introduce... Not only someone who was my first, my very first friend at at college, um, but also someone who is a proud Disney bounding mom, right? And so I want to introduce Kate Wasco, who's going to tell us what Disney bounding is, because honestly, Kate, until I talked to you about it, I had no idea.
2: Well, I... I appreciate you asking me. I'm super honored that anyone would consider me um, an expert on anything, and, and that includes Disney. And it's, I'm sort of in a unique uh, moment that my family just recently went during COVID. So I got to experience a lot of Disney, in, you know, as it's changed in the past 10 years. But um, the Disney Bounding is, was started 10 years ago by a woman named Leslie Kay. Uh, I don't really know the evolution, uh, exactly about how, I I know, I thought it had something to do with a blog, um, that the adults are not allowed to wear costumes into the parks. You have to be 14 or under, I believe, to wear actual costumes and she- Wait, is that, is that true right now, Kate? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. Uh, And except for Halloween, except for Halloween, they make the exception for the Halloween parties that you can wear costumes, but- Yeah. You can't be over 14. You can't wear authentic looking costumes for liability reasons. And um, I'm sure, you know, they don't want anybody, any person off the street getting taken for a real cast member. They don't want that. But they also, you know, there's there's some evil people out there that might dress like a princess and then a child comes running up to them and and. They could have nefarious reasons for wanting to act like a cast member. Oh um, anyway, this woman decided, well, I still want to dress like my favorite characters. And she used regular street clothing and color blocked and used accessories and hairstyles and ears, of course, um, to emulate the characters. And it just really she put it in a blog, I think. Um, and it just totally took off and went viral. And now she runs all the social media behind it, the Facebook pages and um, Instagram. And she runs contests. She's written books with all these photos of Disney bounders who have really caught her eye. And um, so we're just finishing up March, which is a big, it's the big challenge, the March Disney bound challenge. She puts out the themes back in December, everybody plans them. And then we all post every day what our... Our outfits are really, it's, it's kind of like low-key, uh, cosplay.
0: (laughs) Is it low-key cosplay? Really?
2: It is. I mean, cosplay. I mean, I, I have friends who cosplay and man, do they really, I mean, they build things. They're using foam and wood and PVC (laughs) and I mean, they're sewing this is more regular, whatever's in your closet. Really? Yeah,
0: but I I will say so. First, we should say Kate's also an art teacher. <laughs> so Kate, your stuff is so cool, but also like kind of genius because you're saying it's like stuff that's in your closet, but the combination of colors and like how you kind of use colors to represent themes and things yeah. is really really interesting and cool. Yeah. And, and I'm I, not I, sure I, it would look so cool if it were me. You know I what I mean? But, I
2: appreciate that you, that you that you that you like it and that that you see kind of. little details and stuff, but I am not nearly as good as some of these people that have been doing it for years and years and have built, basically built a Disney bound wardrobe. Um, I mean, some of the, some of the ideas, patterns on dresses and the most perfect jewelry that just shows the, the lines of something. And, um, so I'm, I've only been doing it for a little over a year and I've definitely evolved. I mean, I look back from my first couple last March and, I mean, the lighting was terrible and it was all, you know, blurry and you couldn't see anything. And I, you know, I felt like I was thinking small. So I'm definitely evolving um, over the year, especially during COVID when there's no reason to dress up. (laughs) There's no reason to put on anything but leggings and sweatpants. And so I'm someone who likes to dress up and there's nowhere to go for 10 months. So it was really nice to be able to put on have a reason to put on makeup and a dress and do my hair
0: (laughs) yeah and I and I think you're touching upon something like we've watched quite a few Disney YouTubers and podcasters um and and I think you're touching upon something that really sustains Disney and that is this idea of like just bringing a little bit of that sensibility that feeling that Jen called bringing the magic yeah your day-to-day life right like just feeling that way on a regular day
2: yeah. And, and it's, it, it remi- I mean, I had to, I, I didn't have to, I made myself watch movies that I never watched that came out as, as I was an adult. I had never seen Tangled. I had never, I'd never seen Mulan. And I mean, to, to think about it now, it just blows my mind that I never watched these movies that came out 12, 15 years ago, because I had other things, you know, I was being a grown up and thought that those were for kids and so in order to get ideas, I need to watch these movies. And then I invite my son and, you know, he's, he's starting to be too cool for school, but sometimes I can suck him in where I'm like, Hey, I'm watching, you want to come watch this? No, no. no. And then he just stays.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. We yeah. Have
0: to, it's all lying in this house too. We have to trick people into hanging out with us. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, um, Jen, tell, you tell a story about a family that um, thought that spent their whole... Can't, are, you, are you allowed to tell this story?
1: Well, I actually... This story um, was from another fairy godmother in training uh, at the okay. other location. But it was one of those moments that I finally realized, oh my gosh, people plan and plan and plan. And I guess this goes back to my internet comment. Um, there was a family that went to the boutique in Disney Springs and told this fairy godmother in training... Um, who I was very good friends with about that. They did all this research, but they, they were from another country and they only learned that they only thought downtown Disney, which is what it was called at the time was what Disney world was. So they spent all this money on airfare and hotels and all of this stuff and went to downtown Disney for like four days and thought that was Disney world. And they had a great time, but th- they thought it was just shopping the entire time. And now, of course, it's Disney Springs, and there's a lot of even there's a lot more things to do. But they never actually saw the castle. They never did any of those things, which is just so crazy. Um, because especially now with YouTube and the videos where people can just live stream and follow um, right. people into it, but it's God. so sad. But how much money they spent on that?
0: Um, Yeah. What the heck? Like they didn't, didn't they buy, did they buy ticket? I'm so blown away by this. I know. I want to find this family and give them another trip. That's garbage. I know. (laughs) All right, ladies, let me explain to you how this works. So our um, NCAA tournament style brackets for Disney attractions goes like this. We took 32 of Walt Disney World's top attractions from across all four theme parks and laid them out in order based on travel and leisures um, I, Travel and Leisure Magazine updates a list of Disney's top attractions every few years. We took their latest list, seeded our attractions, and then put a poll out on the internet, that internet that's really up and coming that you <laughs> talked about. For the last week, we got a, just under 150 votes. People love their Disney. Um, and they also love Every Month Madness. So, you know, it works out perfectly. But we got just under 150 votes for attractions that then will... Um, The top five vote-getters in that poll will move on. Our guest hosts do not yet know which those five winners are, so they're going to make their votes. And um, when Kate and Jen disagree, I will step in and break the tie unless the choice is one of our top vote-getters from our audience poll. Those five choices will automatically move on into the second round, and the top poll-getter will go all the way up to the Sweet 16. You guys don't know who that is yet. And we should probably establish that ground rule now. I will leave that up to you guys, my guest hosts, if you want to vote or pass based on your experience of having ridden or not ridden the ride. So actually, um, we should make a little note here that um, I kind of pulled my guest hosts together this week to to discuss the fact that the hottest ride right now in the Walt Disney World Resort is Rise of the Resistance, right? Cool. Um, and we were, Jen and I were really worried about that because Kate, even though you took that COVID Disney trip. We have not. So we have not ridden that ride. Right. Um and everybody raves about it. So we knew that it would be up there. Actually, travel and leisure has it very high on the list. Um I think I might tell you, I think I can go ahead and tell you that they might have it ranked number one overall. But not but, surprising. Yeah. So you wrote it. Do you want to talk about it real quick since we're not going to since we're ultimately not going to include I it in the bracket.
2: Am, I am literally salivating to talk about it because it's amazing. And I and I and I kind of uh, am going to try and walk the fence of not spoiling it, but also discussing how amazing it is. So, uh, first of all, the the way that you ride this, even during COVID times, you don't you don't get a fast pass. You can't just wait online. You have to get a boarding pass. And throughout the year, uh, when when it first opened before the shutdown, and then when when the parks reopened, that that process was tweaked and changed and you know but once we were there in November the way you had to get this boarding pass was basically at the turning of the second of 7 a.m you had to be in your (laughs) in your uh Walt Disney World account and have tickets for that day and all the people that were going to ride it had to have tickets for that day and you had to just keep hitting the button and get you through to get these tickets. And it was like a lottery. It was like so whoever you started, was the
0: fastest. started your runner. day on your cell phone trying to refresh till you got this ticket.
2: Yeah, so, but, but you know, I, I was obsessed with planning this trip and we were only going to Hollywood Studios one day and I had to do it. I had to get it that day. And uh, so it was very stressful. I woke up an hour before everybody else in the hotel room and I, I was quiet in the bathroom and I had both my cell phone and my husband's together. One was on the military time <laughs> watch and mine was on the account so that the, the like one second before it turned to 7 a.m. on his phone, I hit the refresh and then just hit board, board, you know, like the, whatever the buttons were. And you don't stop to read it and you don't stop to do anything. And I got boarding pass number 10, which is insane. That's within the first half hour of the day.
0: Wow, but and and that of course came with a COVID vaccine as well, right? When you got there,
2: I I can't even tell you. I have not felt that kind of tension and stress in a long time. And <laughs> once I got it, I felt like it was like that feeling that coursed through me the moment I got proposed to. It was like this, oh my god, kind of thing that I got Kate, it.
0: You just, Kate, I want to just recap real quick. You just compared not the ride, but the moment in which you received permission. To ride the ride, <laughs> I just let's just put this in perspective. A theme park told you, though you're a ticket-paying member, though you paid for a ticket to get in here, we're going to give you the opportunity to ride a ride. And you just compared that <laughs> to being proposed to yes. by your by your husband, by your husband who's I think is there He's downstairs.
2: <laughs> He's not here. <laughs> yeah, okay, you know, I'm just. He would not even be mad. He would be, he would totally understand knowing what I went through to plan this and replan it and then replan it a third time because of all the the different COVID situations. Knowing how obsessed I was with this trip and what I, I paid for it, he would absolutely concur that getting the boarding pass for the four of us to go and and having it be right away first thing in the morning and not having to wonder. Some people get like boarding pass 116 and then don't get to ride it because they don't know how long it'll take to get all the other people through and yeah. the ride notoriously breaks down all the time.
0: Yeah. So yeah. imagine getting it That's and then still not- ironically how Jen felt about how I proposed to her. She was like, I'm not even sure I'm still gonna be here when this comes around. <laughs> He went home. I mean, luckily she, you know, I, we waited and we had dinner and then when the boarding pass came, I proposed. But so I just want to say you haven't talked about the ride yet and you're crying. So that's, that's all the buildup. I mean, I feel like. No,
2: getting on the ride. So, you know, you get the little notification that it's your turn and you go on the ride and uh, it's, it's a 15 minute experience. And in some parts you're walking and some parts you're, you're sort of standing and shaking. And sometimes you're then going into another room and you really feel like you are in a star Wars movie. It is unbelievable. The amount of people that go into giving each group, this experience over and over. And the tech is insane. Uh, the parts that you ride and, 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 it's like you feel like you've been transported to a, you know, a battle, a, a Star Wars battle destroyer. Like, it's insane.
0: Wow. Well, I, the eight-year-old version of myself would have just pooped my pants right now. I,
2: for me. The 43-year-old version of myself pooped my pants. It was, it was
0: incredible. <laughs> yeah. I mean, sometimes Absolutely. I walk and sometimes I stand and shake, too. So, really, I feel like you're describing just me waking up in the morning
2: but you really that's the thing I don't think it's fair to put this kind of experience experiential ride up against any okay. other attraction okay, yeah any, any roller coaster any vintage anything like okay it's yeah. big
0: it's big is what you're saying it's bigger yeah. than 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 everything else and right. and I think that most of the lists I looked at agree with that but i I do want to share sort of what solidified the the choice for us was that, as I mentioned, just under 150 votes for this poll and Rise of the Resistance got one vote. And this was a poll that had four votes for the Carousel of Progress and three (laughs) votes for the Country Bears Jamboree. So I really had to go out on a limb and say, it's not that our listeners didn't like the ride, it's that our listeners haven't ridden the ride. I agree. And since that seems to be true, we're going to take it out of the bracket also because honestly um it looks like it just wouldn't be a contest within in there so this yeah. will be pre-rise of the resistance and uh kate's totally. marriage is safe for now so we will start the brackets if you're ready okay kate okay, you're going to start us off the okay. number one seed on this part of the tournament and i broke the tournament into four regions magic fantasy adventure and tomorrow and you should all know why um The number one seed in the magic bracket is Peter Pan's Flight from Fantasyland in the Magic Kingdom. And that's going up against a perennial favorite, the People Mover or Tomorrowland Transit Authority in Tomorrowland. Now, Kate, you have never ridden the People Mover, ever?
2: Of all the times I've gone, I haven't. Uh, Only because it looked really boring. and It never has a line. (laughs) I I, I don't understand how people would like it. However... It's no, it's really, it's not that much different than, say, Carousel of Progress, these slower moving, more nostalgic, more like it was a big thing probably when it, when the park opened, like, ooh, you're up high and you could see the whole park and.
0: It is immensely different than Carousel of Progress. Okay. It's not six and a half hours long. Number two, it literally moves.
2: Hold on. Is Carousel Progress in the bracket? I can't remember. No, it is not. Well, then I got to tell you a story. So when we went in November and the boys went off on their own to do a ride that we didn't feel like going on, my husband took me on a date to the Carousel of Progress. And we were like two of only five people in the whole theater. (laughs) And so we literally put our feet up and held hands. And it was so
0: sweet. I've never had a date that lasted as long as Carousel of Progress. I'm 23 years old. (laughs) (laughs) Jen, all right. So, are you passing on this first?
2: I, I, you know what? I'm gonna. I did vote. I did make a vote, and I and I voted Peter Pan only because I had been on it. But I have to say, Peter Pan is one of my least favorite. So, if I need to pass, I understand, and I'm okay with it because okay. What so God. I will agree with you. I think Peter
1: Pan is so overrated. That line is ridiculous all the time. Um, so I would say Peter Pan is my loser here and I am voting for the people mover because it is that perfect couple of minutes when you are tired and you, but you get to see the entire tomorrow land. You get to go through space mountain and through little pieces, um, that have really helped build Tomorrowland. If I'm not mistaken, I think even there's like the Epcot protocol and mm, prototype, prototype yeah, yeah, in yeah. there um, that you just get to sit and kind of go through and explore. And so for me, that is definitely my winner um, in out of these two. Peter Plan's flight is just
2: a snore for me. <laughs> Agreed, I don't understand why yeah. people love it so much. It's like cardboard cutouts with neon paint. Yeah, it I'm, fast. It's like
0: so. So, first of all, I'm really excited because we did a 32 um song bracket, we did a Billy Joel song bracket, and I think I voted like twice. And here I'm already voting at the first one here, so I'm very excited. But I'm going to have to agree with um Jen and say I'm a big fan of Tomorrowland Transit Authority. So, I will say that. You know, Peter Pan's um, popularity is really more of a nostalgia thing. I mean, it is one of the original dark rides. My sister's getting very angry, as as yes. I'm sure <laughs> listeners are throwing their Apple device, their devices across the street because we just unseated. We just got rid of the what perennial of the favorite. Um, the, but it, you know, as far as dark rides go, it, it's one of the OGs. It's it, you know, it it uses, like you said, it uses. Paper and neon paint, and I'm sure the art teacher and you can appreciate what a feat that was when it was built, um, and, and it is so beloved in a way that I kind of almost don't understand. I mean, they had to give this a, a, an interactive cue just because the lines are out That's of ridiculous. control. It is, it is one of the, if not the most quickly sold out Fast Pass in the Magic Kingdom. True. It's crazy. Um,
2: I think maybe it has to do with the fact that like, I don't have a little kid anymore. My, my kid's a teenager. And so, you know, he wouldn't have been interested in go, but the, the time I went before this time was 11 years ago and he was a year and a half and I took him on Peter Pan and I was petrified that he was going to slide out under the bar. And all I remember of the ride was not, was just clutching him for dear life that he wouldn't wiggle out, you know, uh, wiggle out from the, uh, Under the butt, because there's
0: very little safety. And to be fair, you are flying over London, so that would be extremely unsafe. Uh,
1: I think my, so my, in the college program, my roommate actually worked on Peter Pan and It's a Small World, and we all remember that first day, we had just met each other, and she came home and she was like, I have Peter Pan and Small World. And I mean, she would come home exhausted and thankful for her other cast members, because you know, she would go crazy sometimes because it was constantly busy. I mean, I have to say the one best part that they probably do is the, the cast member who moves technically the lap bar and goes, here's some pixie dust. And that's probably that magical moment for so many kids yeah. that they're like, oh, I get to go fly. But right.
0: I don't know. Yeah. So there th- this is my is my Peter Pan's fight story. I remember the first time I went to Disney now people around my age will relate to this. It went back in the day in in 80s version of Magic Kingdom. My sister will also vouch for this. You walked through Cinderella's castle and the first attraction on your right hand side was a ride called Snow White's Scary Adventures. Yes. And Marissa if yeah. you want to unmike for this. <laughs> um the the my sister and the executive <laughs> producer of of uh, this podcast, and founder, co-founder of Three Crohn's Presents is here to verify the fact that it scared the absolute crap out of us. And we had never been on a Disney World ride. It's the first thing you put us in. Now, if you are thinking that I'm crazy, go on YouTube and watch the footage of this ride. It is scary it is See, scary as balls
1: it's only been gone for a couple of years i think no,
0: true but they they changed it in like 1987
1: oh yeah and yeah, if yeah. you
0: were one of the luckily scarred early 80s riders like marissa and i were um yeah you do, t- go ahead say that marissa
1: Oh hey, hey there. Hi. Uh, first of all, how dare all of you for Peter Pan? <laughs> Second of all, um, clearly y'all lost your magic years ago. But I, you know, Kate, I do Kate, I do agree with you. I held on to my daughter with every like like just so tight the entire time. I was so convinced she was gonna fly through the bottom. The Snow White original ending was the witch was pushing a rock and, and you, you would died. spin and it would look like stars and you died. Yeah. You died.
0: Mm-hmm. What kind of coked up Imagineers were like? You know what the ride's gonna be? You're the gonna- same, the same
1: ones that were on the Booger Sugar when they made Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. <laughs> I, was just say
2: that, I was just gonna say the Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. I'm like, you know, I, they there is something wrong with people that you're like, well, you know, let's let, agreed. You're crash, you're a car, you're crashing into things, you're running things over, like. Totally. From
0: 1979 to 1987, the cocaine ran the Imagineering Attractions Department yeah. at Walt Disney World. Only the Yeo could have brought you things like Figment's Journey into the Imagination. Yes. Okay. All right. All that craziness said, Tomorrowland Transit Authority moves on, number eight seed, already u- upsetting a number one. Jen, you're going to start us out on the next uh, matchup with the number four seed from Hollywood Studios Rocking Roller Coaster versus that opening day favorite in the Magic Kingdom, the Jungle Cruise.
1: Hmm. Um I don't know, Rock and Roller Coaster, once you've been on it once, the that scene to get through to the actual roller coaster. I, I think I'm gonna have to vote for Jungle Cruise because of it. <laughs> you're just
0: based on Steven Tyler's up. acting.
1: <laughs> I think just because how many, I wish there was just a line that you could skip through this. Like from what Kate was talking about earlier about that whole experience where you're walking and you experience something and then you're shaking a little bit, you don't get that same experience. So once you've been on this once, I feel like, you know, and, and with the Jungle Cruise, there's always a chance But you you might hear the same jokes, but you always hear them a little bit differently.
0: So what you're telling me, Jen, is that you have no desire to make it a super stretch?
2: (laughs) Nope.
0: (laughs) Kate, she votes shuttle cruise. What do you say?
2: This was a tough one because I am, in both parts, I am someone who seeks fun and thrill (laughs) and someone who's also very uh, nostalgic and sentimental. So... I could vote on this because I finally, for the first time ever, went on Rock and Roller Coaster uh, in November, and I had, you know, when I thought about it, I'm like thrill versus nostalgia, thrill versus nostalgia, and I, I tried to go sentiment. I tried to pick something sentimental versus something sentimental because there's no thrill with Jungle Cruise, right? So <laughs> it's no. re- this is re- it was this was probably one of the hardest ones for me. Uh, I'm gonna go with Rock and Roller Coaster. And we'll talk about that. You know, I don't think it'll win. I think probably if you have to break our tie, you're probably going to go Jungle Cruise because you're Joey. But I like I'm a I like the thrill. I like the fun. And my story is that my son had never been on an upside down roller coaster ever, and he brought himself through the the whole you know denial and fright and you know I'm going to die and I can't do it and he brought himself through the whole line watched the thing take off over and over again got to got got to the front of the line is like I can't do it I can't do it I can't do it and and we're on it and he just cackled through the whole thing wanted to go on it right away again and to me that just made my heart burst that he sort yeah. of conquered that fear and the last couple times I've been on jungle cruise it's been kind of like come on I need more Robin Williams here. I need I need somebody who's given me a little bit more creativity. I was not impressed with uh, the lackluster What are they they're called there? Yeah?
0: They're Skippers.
2: The Skippers, right. Yeah, and yeah. we went crit. we went, you know, everything's decorated for Christmas. So it was the Jingle Cruise and I was mm-hmm. really hoping for an elevated joke experience and I did not get it. So yeah. I'm going Rock and Roller Coaster cuz Jungle Cruise oh to God. me I'm glad they're updating it.
1: Yeah.
0: I get another <laughs> vote. This is a lot of pressure. No, Kate, that see, was beautiful. It
1: was, and see, I think I would have voted for Rock and Roller Coaster after hearing that. But I yeah. think my problem is I have so many years of experience going on both of these now, yeah. and so I think that Magic Kingdom for me hits a little bit differently.
0: Yeah. I, so there. So Jen knows this. Kate, you probably do too. There was a time when being a Jungle Cruise skipper was like my dream. I I wanted to be a Jungle Cruise skipper. I was going
2: to say that. I was going to say that they needed you, Joey, because you've always been the kind funny of people.
0: <laughs> well, I appreciate you saying that they needed me, because my sister would say that my level of humor is right on par with the Jungle Cruise skipper. But I never got to live my dream of skippering the Jungle Cruise. Despite all that, though, your story hit me because I had that same experience now twice with my two older sons. They both made rock and Roller Coaster their first Upside Down Roller Coaster, they both were really nervous. They both came off giggling and loved it. Oh, my God, that opening with Aerosmith is the yeah. craziest thing in the. I know. <laughs> but, but I'm going to give it to Kate. I'm going to give it to Rock and Roller Coaster. And I'm, I'm going to say this. At one point, we're going to have to address the racism of Disney, and the Jungle Cruise is the most overtly yes. racist. Of they the are. Seasons. They're fixing it. Yeah, they are, Which, but way too late. <laughs> I'm sorry. sorry, Disney, we love you, but you really missed the boat
2: party horror
0: yeah. yeah you know what if i had to pick if, if you said you have three more minutes left in the in the park and you can go on either one of these two yeah, yeah rock and roller coaster
2: absolutely and that was that yeah. was really what That's did really it if I, if I if i would what one would i be more excited to go on again you know <laughs> right, would i really coaster be
0: coaster coaster willing top. to stand
2: online to go on again
0: yeah, right 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 you're not going and you never come off the jungle cruise going
2: again Yeah.
0: You come off the Jungle Cruise going, that was so much worse than I remember it.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Totally. And I love it. I still love it. I'm not saying that it's it's not in the Peter Pan arena for me. (laughs) Okay. I do love it. I want to go on it every time I go to Disney. Like I, you know, but I... It's 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 not something that I'm like oh yeah that's my first that's my first one that's where I got to go first. Well,
0: while we're being fair, rock and roller coaster could use some help. they could they could.
1: So I and this might just be from the talk, but I had heard that they were going to, but trying to find another band or something was is like a challenge. I guess it's actually like a lot harder to also think of somebody who's gonna last for this long.
0: Yeah. yeah, and would want true. to do it, so. You got to give it to Aerosmith that they've hung on this long, right? I mean, and and I got to tell you, as- they going to the Haunted country, Mansion soon as like zombies. Yeah, yeah, they're definitely going to be, de- I mean, it, if you take any young person on that ride, they already have no clue who those people are. <laughs> I mean- Oh, well, why are you watching
2: this? Right. If they were raised right, they know.
0: Oh, I don't know. I remember standing online with my kids being like, that's Aerosmith, and they were like, what? Who? i mean, you know, but the to ride. Be there,
1: and isn't on the video? He goes on a phone. And the kids probably don't even know, know what, what that phone is. Cell yeah, they have to use phone a looks phone. Like.
0: Let's move on. All right. Pirates of the Caribbean or the Caribbean? First, we got to decide what we're calling it. What do you say?
1: Pirates
0: of the Caribbean. Kate? I, yeah, I say Caribbean. Okay. Say Caribbean. Why is it that people say almost universally Pirates of the Caribbean? but they go on a cruise to the caribbean. <laughs> I don't know. No, but I'm not I'm not I'm not kidding. Tell me the last time someone said to you, "Oh, I'm taking a cruise to the Caribbean." I actually have heard
2: people say that.
0: No I, one says
2: that. It's it's I think yeah, I think you right. could say it either way. I'm trying to think of another word that does that.
0: No, no one says pirates of the caribbean.
2: No, there's Cuz
0: if you said that
2: for you know, Kevin
0: Bacon because, would slap you if you said Pirates of the Caribbean.
2: Yeah, well, no, that's what everybody calls it. Everybody else calls it Caribbean, Pirates of the Caribbean.
0: No, they don't. Nobody
2: okay, says more of people the Caribbean. call it Caribbean than Caribbean. You don't say
1: Pirates of the Caribbean. Yes, we do. When?
0: Who says Pirates of the Caribbean? Everybody. No one even know what that is.
1: I think I always have said, "Oh,
0: that's Pirates of the Car- Car- Caribbean." Uh, <laughs> no, you're full of crap. No one says Pirates of the Caribbean.
2: I think that we all. Oh, Every I think everybody does, but the movie when the movies came
0: out, Marissa pronounced it Caribbean. Marissa, what is it? What is the name of the ride?
1: If Billy Billy Ocean says Caribbean, then Caribbean is good enough for me.
0: <laughs> and that's it. That's a definitive answer. Right. That's why well, there you to go. go. I think I think that's why she runs the show. That's right. We do what Billy Ocean does, like any self-respecting American would. Yeah. Pirates of the Caribbean, because I'm not a savage, going up against the Mad Tea Party. Kate?
2: Mad Tea Party. What? That's not my vote.
0: Oh I'm just saying God. that my a desk.
2: No, absolutely not. No, uh, Pirates of the Caribbean is my vote. Uh, the Mad Tea Party is fun, but it is far too short. Uh, we went on it, we went on it, I, you know, I, I reestablished myself with that ride in November, and Dennis and I went on it, just again, as like a cute date thing, and it was like 22 seconds long, and it doesn't even spin that fast anymore.
0: It's so, just like a dumb scrambler.
2: Yeah, it's not, it's not even as good as the scrambler, like, it's cute, and I like the music, and I do it for nostalgia, but uh, Pirates of the Caribbean... I mean, I love the updates. I love the the Jack Sparrow and that they twisted around the whole, you know, auction part with Red the Pirate. And so I'm glad that they updated all that, made it more like the movie. And it's always been one of my favorite, uh, you know, original rides. It's in my top two of my favorite original rides at Walt Disney World.
0: Jen?
1: Um, I also am going to vote for the Pirates of the Caribbean. Um... <laughs> <laughs> um I do want to just make a little side note. Disneyland's Pirates of the Caribbean, if they were going up against each other, I would have to say so much better. Disneyland's is a million times better. Really? Well yeah. done. Better. Um,
0: it has multiple drops.
1: Yeah, it's and and just it it has know, a,
0: it, it has crazy. a longer opening sequence with that whole dead men tell no tales mm-hmm. thing. Oh. The, the two ships shoot at each other. And and it's really cool.
2: They do that. The the two ships shoot at each other in the in the Walt Disney World one. Oh, do they?
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm getting cannonballs
2: splashing.
0: There is a real like flume drop in Disneyland. Yeah, Yeah.
1: it's just so much better. Um, My only thing I have to say, Mad Tea Party would only get my vote when if you got to ride on it every time with a character, because I love that opportunity and that feel that they used to do. I don't think with COVID anymore. That's not fake. No, you can really, sometimes you actually get to do that. I thought they
0: just did that for like commercials. No. (laughs)
1: Yeah, too. Um, No, there's actually, and that's like a magical moment that sometimes they would allow happen. I mean, Peter Pan sometimes would ride.
2: Well, that was my next question. Is it Yeah, and it
1: depends. Like Aladdin and Jasmine sometimes would ride the magic carpets. Okay. Uh, I don't know what their rules are in the last couple of years because I know Disneyland, I think, did away with that. Uh Um. But no, Pirates of the Carib- Caribbean.
0: It, it's Caribbean. Stop trying to pretend like it's not. <laughs> I'm right. Well, it. All <laughs> right. So it, it, that's great, you guys, but it wouldn't have mattered because Pirates of the Caribbean um, it was our fourth highest vote getter in our poll. So they automatically moved on anyway. Awesome. But that's good that you did it. We're starting the next is the number two seed, Space Mountain from Tomorrowland and Magic Kingdom versus. Oh, Mickey's Magic, number no. seven from Fantasyland. <laughs> Kate, uh, no, Kate started the last one. Jen, start us off Space Mountain versus Mickey's Magic. So
1: Mickey's Magic just has such a special place in my heart. Um, I love the little show. Space Mountain, I know so many people love. Um, it will really depends where you sit on Space Mountain. Um, because if I'm stuck in the back, I walk out of Space Mountain every time hating it because... Maybe I just am learning that I really don't like roller coasters as we're doing this. Um, <laughs> but it just drags you to too many different places. I definitely rather experience, I think, um, Space Mountain through the TTA instead of actually going on it. So my vote is Mickey's Pulver magic.
2: Kate? All right, well, you took my vote last time when I did not ride on one of the rides or see the attraction. So, I've never done Mickey's Philhar Magic. Uh, so, I, I
0: know. But it's a show, right? It's so good, though.
2: So It's a 3D show.
0: Wait. So, my kids used to call it Donald getting stuck in the wall because the that's what end. happens at the end.
2: <laughs> but it's inside, but it's in like a theater, right? Yeah. Okay. It's a 3D no, I've never it's seen like
0: that. A, but it's one of those like interactive, like a bug. It's like a bug's life, but like better.
2: Okay. And it goes through
1: different music um, and different shows. And you know, it's 20 minutes when you're inside
2: air conditioning too and you need that little break. So, but I've never done it. I don't know why, I just never did it. And and so I'm going Space Mountain. I agree Space Mountain is archaic as a roller coaster. It's not the same as when we were kids because even with the lights off, there's still enough light. You can definitely see where you're going. You know, it doesn't make it as scary anymore. We did get to ride in the front which was super fun, and I think Joe, you're right, that it, ma- or maybe it was Jen, you're she's right that where you sit is a big, makes a big difference, right, in in the thrill and yeah. the experience. So I'm going with Space Mountain um, because it's the one I know, but I probably would have gone with it anyway. Okay, yeah.
0: well, it, it, I do not break the tie on this one because as I'm sure you would have guessed, Space Mountain was also in our top five. Also got the highest number of votes from our listeners, and also moves on to the next round.
1: Man, um, the viewers so, uh, yeah. I hate everything I'm voting for.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. So Mickey Spillhart <laughs> magic is gone, but it's Kate. You should do it. It's a, it's an adorable little experience for sure. All right, all right, good stuff. Space Mountain moves on. So if we haven't already, re- if we haven't already alienated enough listeners, we're going to do it now because we're going to slip the monorail. Into this list, and the reason why we're slipping the monorail, there's a two, twofold reason. One's crappy, one's good. The crappy reason is because we didn't think to remove Rise of the Resistance until we made the seating, so we didn't want to screw up the whole bracket. Um, the the good reason, though, is that the monorail received like half a dozen votes in our poll, um, so. You know, enough of our listeners consider it an attraction, though I'm not so sure it fits the bill. But we're going to put it in since we're losing Rise of the Resistance. So the monorail um, goes it is, as the number one seed goes up against Dumbo. Kate, you start.
2: All right. Well, I had I did ride the monorail for the first time in November, and I have written ridden Dumbo in the past, and I. I got to go with monorail and I'm kind of glad you put it in because I, it's sort of, to me, it probably seems like it's close to what the people mover is, right? You go through the contemporary, you can go to the different resorts and the different um, parks and stuff. And it's, it's an, it's an OG kind of situation. Uh, But what I liked about it is that it's the anticipation, like you're riding it, you're getting closer to the castle, you're going through the contemporary. I like that anticipation. I actually took video in the monorail. I was so excited about it. Dumbo to me is, it's one of those carnival rides that has Dumbo the elephant on the cars. And so it's not super exciting. Although I'm also not a three-year-old. So if I <laughs> if I was a little kid voting for these, I'm sure I'd have a lot of different answers. But yeah, no, I go for monorail.
1: So I was going to actually ask, the last time you rode Dumbo, was it when they created the two Dumbos or was it only when it was one dumbo? I
2: think it was only when it was one. I didn't even know there were two till we got there. Okay. Wait a second. second.
1: I have to say, you know, 100% my vote would be Monorail originally because once they redid that, the two Dumbo's, the inside the circus little area, it's like actually like a waiting queue, which is super cool for like those younger, it's like a giant playground for the kids.
2: Oh, fine. Um,
1: so, you know, parents who don't feel like, ho- there was always a line there. Um, So I think it was a super smart move that they did. They made two um, and this interactive jungle gym, essentially, for the kids, I think is super cool. However, my personal self, I think I'm also going to have to vote for the monorail um, because I also love the fact that you can easily transport. Um, it's a great little activity to bar crawl to, um, oh, yeah. to the different resorts and get to do that too. So I would vote monorail.
0: I, I think that, you know, it's funny, Kate, because we did almost invite a three-year-old um, to be on the panel, but the labor laws were just <laughs> a nightmare. And Three Crones Productions is in no shape to handle no. the To take on that liability.
2: Yeah. Um,
0: but, you know, Dumbo is, Jen, I think your point is excellent. I think Dumbo is a testament to what new Disney has to become, right? Because when you think about the Walt Disney World Corporation, they really are in this constant um, conundrum where they have to retain the nostalgia that everybody's coming to see, but they also have to upgrade the stuff that's getting old and stale and doesn't make sense to people who don't have a relationship with it. Mm -hmm. And in a lot of ways, you know, it, that is the great problem with all American culture, right? Like, you know, how do we retain the sort of spirit of the originality of what something is, but then also innovate it? Walt himself almost doesn't help with this problem because, while he laid out the plans for this park almost, you know, to a T at the beginning, he was also one who thought reinvention was the way to stay ahead. Really? So the queue, the multiple attractions, the way they just moved them to make it a more intimate experience instead of just being out in the open there in the middle of mm-hmm. Venice, really made a lot of a difference. Oh, gosh. All that said... The monorail might be the most iconic part of that yeah. entire complex. Room. I
1: mean, and for Dumbo, Dumbo's details back there are fantastic. Their meet and greets are great. Um, however, I miss Toontown too.
2: Said, I nope. remember Toontown.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I love Mickey and she Mickey's said, house. I remember
2: Toontown <laughs> when we went in high school. That, that, was what, that was the big change from between when I went in fourth grade and when I went in high school. That and the fact that MGM, Disney's MGM Studios had happened, had opened by then. So yeah, Toontown was a big deal. We're taking pictures in Minnie's bedroom. And yeah, that was cool. See, and I think that was
1: one of my first like nostalgic moments of the college program is we all got our IDs and we went to meet Mickey. And so you got, you had to go through his house and it was just one of those things Mm -hmm. that This is home. This is our home too,
0: Mickey. Um, Yeah, and that was before you were making $4.60 an hour and learned to (laughs) absolutely despise it. Um, Okay, awesome. Monorail moves on as it probably should be. We have kind of a weak bracket next, and Jen, you're going to start us off. Number four, the the old love-to-hate-it Fantasyland attraction, It's a Small World goes up against the Monsters, Inc. Laugh Floor in Tomorrowland of four versus five. Start us off.
1: All right, so I love corny. So already I know my Monsters, Inc. is moving forward for me personally. Small World is so classic. It definitely has, you know, um, just that classic feel. But once again, I'm gonna compare Disneyland and Disneyland does Small World much better. Um, there's like a whole outside portion and you just feel like you are actually part of Small World. Um, for me, this one is just the, the line sometimes gets long on this one and you're just, you, I don't know. It just doesn't do much for me. Monsters Inc. is different every time. Um, the real comedians are back there and they kind of, it's just so interactive
2: and it's fun no matter what age you are at. So. Kate? Uh, well, again, it, I've never done the Monsters Inc. (laughs) I know, I know. Don't (laughs) kick me off the Zoom.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Do you you just not know where Tomorrowland is, Kate?
2: No, Zoom in. And a lot of stuff wasn't open. Um, (laughs) Oh, okay. Anything that was in a theater was not open because of COVID. So, because they, um, you know, they were siphoning money just out the door with having every, you know, the limited capacity um that so they closed down anything that was a show anything that would make you gather in an enclosed space that they couldn't it just it didn't make fiscal sense for them to be paying the the stage actors and stuff so i actually i think they're only just starting to open up here and there around the resorts um the different shows so i didn't get a chance to see it but i saw where it was and we actually they had moved the queue for um something else you like walked through the queue for Monsters Inc. to go through, cause they had to, you know, expand all the lines for social distancing. So we got to see kind of the queue and um, all the colors and the funny decorations and stuff like that. But we didn't get Monsters to see things. It. Um, it, it sounded like something I would have wanted to see and something that the kids would have um, enjoyed. <laughs> but, um, so I'm gonna go with Small World. And I know that the song is super annoying. And, uh, but this time that I went, I was ready. I was ready to be annoyed, but I felt like it was something we had to do. And I loved it. I just loved it.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. I I hate when people get really annoyed at the, um, it's a small world song, because to me, it's a small world has two things that Disney would not be Disney without two, um, really three, I guess people. And that is the Sherman brothers who wrote a lot of those old classic Disney songs wrote it's a small world. Um and also Mary Blair, who did. I was gonna.
2: I was gonna. You're an an art art chair. Um, Disney bounding actually introduced me to Mary Blair and her artwork, and now I'm obsessed, and I'm buying books that she illustrated and books about her as an artist, and and so knowing um, more about her, I think that actually is part of why this particular experience on the ride this time was a bigger deal because I was looking at it for the art. And color is my favorite, right? So I just, I adore color. And so all of that was standing out at me. And I I loved the hula girls. I was like hula, hula girling, you know, with them. And I actually, like, I can't wait to go back when we go with my whole family and my sisters and my nieces, like, I can't wait to take them on that ride, probably more than any other, you know?
0: Yeah. But that said, I, I think since you have not written Monsters, Inc. Laugh Floor, I'm going to let... Jen, take this one. I think we're going to have to disqualify you from this particular vote. Um, Though, I will say um, that, uh, you know, we were talking about Fantasyland and Tomorrowland, and it reminds me of my absolute favorite joke I ever got to tell in the Magic Kingdom. Do they still serve alcohol? Kate, you were just there. Are they still serving alcohol in Fantasyland?
2: They're serving alcohol... Yeah, all over the place.
0: No, they they had never served alcohol in the Magic Kingdom it was just for years. BR yeah. And and then, up and then when and BR then guests opened they started serving alcohol it's and like
1: wine though and beer I think or something. The day they
0: announced. I
2: mean, I, I love that you are asking like the most soberest Sally who's married to the soberest Sally. That's like,
0: right. You two are. This so was
2: we, a big part of what we didn't do on our trip was right. no nobody drank.
0: <laughs> right. Well, to be fair, you two, as someone who went to college with both of you, it was a big part of what you didn't do a lot during our time together. You were always there for us, for, for the likes of me, though. But anyway, the day B R Our Guest said they were going to have a liquor license and serve alcohol in the Magic Kingdom for the first time ever, I, I, I dreamt up a joke in my head. And I literally wait till I went to Magic Kingdom, went in to Be Our Guest, ordered a beer, and when the woman handed it to me, I said... Boy, am I going to regret that in Tomorrowland. Okay. <laughs> and, I, and it worked. It felt just as good as I dreamed it would. All right, next one. Kate, you're going to start us off. A, a very interesting matchup here, and, and I'll get into why after you guys tell me what you want to do. Number three seed Splash Mountain in Frontierland in Magic Kingdom versus the big golf ball, um, Spaceship Earth, the centerpiece of Epcot Center. Kate?
2: All right. Well, finally we get to one where I've done both (laughs) Nice. Um, and I was, I'm going with spaceship earth. I was super upset when they had closed it down and they were going to completely revamp it. And I wasn't going to get to ride it the way that it had been. And then they opened it back up for a limited time and it happened to coincide with the trip. And I was so excited. So, you know, splash mountain is fine. It's a log flume. I'm not happy, you know. They're they're also going to revamp that one into the Princess and the Frog, and and again, it's kind of like this should have been done a long time ago, right? The 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 connection to Song of the South rubs me the wrong way, and I actually did not ride it this trip because it just like with all the controversy around it, and I wasn't interested in getting splashed, you know. But I've ridden it before, and to me, it's a log flume, like. So definitely, Spaceship Earth. I feel like it's an it's a origi- it's an original kind of ride, and uh, I'm a geek, man. I'm in education, so I like learning about the history of communication <laughs> over and over.
0: <laughs> yeah, over and over is right, Jen.
1: You know, I think you said it well with that. Um, I also I think I'm gonna go with Spaceship Earth too. Um, Splash Mountain is fun; it's a classic, but I think there are just too many controversies that, once again, this is definitely one that needs the revamping. I know as many people still love, you know, the nostalgia of it, um, that ride itself, but no, and I think Spaceship Earth, it's something about seeing that golf ball so to speak um you know from afar and actually getting to go inside of it and then it is epcot epcot you know it's the history park essentially that culture the you know and so it's a cool way to just kick it off your whole epcot experience
0: agreed yeah i mean i you know uh splash mountain needs to be canceled i'm glad that they're addressing it um the song of the south is so problematic in such a in such an explicit way, and, and I'm glad that to see that Disney's doing something about it. Um, Spaceship Earth is just delightfully the worst. It's like the worst in the best way. Um, Dame <laughs> Judi Dench all day for me, yeah. and also what Epcot meant to me. And we'll, since it's moving on, we'll save some of that. But I'm, for me, I think it's just that Spaceship Earth is a stand-in for... What Epcot has always represented, and I'll and I'll save that a little bit um, for later in the show. Um, all right, we are uh, about halfway through, believe it or not. <laughs> I know we're moving slowly. Sorry, we're about halfway through our bracket. The last um, matchup on this side of the bracket: number two seed Big Thunder versus versus number seven, the old Mister Toad's Wild Ride, the new Adventures of Winnie the Pooh. Um, Kate, you start.
2: Okay. Um, I was totally non, not at all. I mean, the Winnie the Pooh is cute, right? And I, it's got some new effects and stuff, but I got to go Big Thunder and, you know, Big Thunder is not, ah, it's it's a roller coaster, whatever. It's one of the OG rickety kind of things, but i um, yeah, I'm going with the thrill over the cutesy, uh, snooze fest. It's adorable. But, yeah.
0: Jen?
1: Um, Big Thunder has my vote. You definitely have to sit in the back for this one, unlike Space Mountain for me. <laughs> um, Adventures of the Winnie, Winnie the Pooh, the Q line's cool that they redid, but I know my husband's not going to be happy with me because he loves that yellow bear. I love Winnie the Pooh. But, you know, they Winnie the Pooh just doesn't do it for me at all. It's, and, and once again, if there was that three-year-old here, maybe they would say that this one is. Um, but no, I would, Big Thunder is my vote.
0: Okay, so a Frontierland um, representative moves on. That gets us out of that side of the bracket. We move on to the next side. You know, I, I, I was remiss to leave this out when we were talking about Splash Mountain. I thought it was very interesting that while Splash Mountain did receive quite a few votes in our poll, it was not quite enough votes to crack the top five. And I really, in my heart, believe that a year ago, that would not be the case. Um, And maybe that's the most absolutely inane form of progress we can point to. But if that, you know, I don't know, maybe. Maybe I'm being very altruistic and hopeful, but maybe that's social progress at work. All
2: right. We're halfway through. Can I ask a question? I am not keeping count. How many of the voters' choices have we established? Has it been two?
0: Yes. Two okay. voters' choices have moved on. Okay. And those two uh, choices are Pirates of the Caribbean and Space Caribbean. American. See, I'm just proving my point, is that when I said it the other way, no one wants to hear it that way. I'm saying Caribbean. Fine. I'm, right now, I feel like we're having like the Cool Whip conversation Caribbean. and family guy. I'm saying Caribbean and you two were arguing with me, but then also saying Caribbean, which is just proving my point. <laughs> I didn't want to yell on my own just podcast.
2: call it Pirates.